1: Week 14 is here, the final week of the best ball regular season. The Raiders pissed away in one of the most pathetic fashions I've ever seen. The first game of week 14, maybe that'll have some consequences on the playoffs. But here, we're going to talk about what do we need? What do we need to advance? What are we sweating? What players are we trying to get through? And so much more as we head into the last couple days of the regular season before prime best ball playoff time. All right, guys. I cannot, I still can't believe what the Raiders just did last night. I don't want to belabor that too much because that's over. We're looking forward to Sunday, Sunday during the day, Sunday night, Monday. We're looking forward to those games. Maybe discuss some of the teams on bye that are killing us. Discuss some of the injuries as the injury report is coming out today as we're recording all throughout um, this afternoon. But I do think it's at least a little bit interesting for what we're thinking about with the playoffs, with what the Raiders did last night. You have a team that has been fighting, scrapping, to hang on to any form of playoff hope, right? And so when that team now is you know ed from the playoffs basically which i believe they are correct let me pull up my gun i have espn up here so let's just look at that uh standings and we go to we're here in the afc so they're five and eight right are they technically uh let's go to here we go raiders are they dead? I'm not sure. One of you guys would know even better than, than I. But, you know, at 5-8, and eight, they're nearly dead, right, for the playoffs. It looks like technically not eliminated. But they're nearly dead for the playoffs, and they have two of the most important players in ball. Both, we, we talk so much about Josh Jacobs, but Devontae Adams has been, you know, Nearly as important. If you drafted Devontae Adams in the first round, he's been awesome for you because you're getting that superstar wide receiver production at the end of the first round, sometimes at the beginning of the second round. And that is amazing. Uh, I, I think I actually have my... I'll pull up my Devontae teams because we can talk about that really, really, really quickly. Because he's an example of a player that I need. I needed on teams. I needed Devontae Adams last night to have a better game than he did. So it was massively tilting that he, uh, uh, let me get rid of my filter here. Just looking at, again, just looking at Best Ball Mania 3, I needed Devontae Adams. So if we look at Devontae teams, like, I mean, I have 18 Devontae teams and a 44% advance rate, but a a, mo- a couple more teams that were right there uh right behind so if I go to no not points ahead if I if I sort by points behind on my teams see I had this team here which is a pretty killer team actually Derek Carr you know it's not awesome but it has Tua and Derek Carr with Devonte Adams you know CEH and, and Rashad White not great Zamir White kind of funny uh but Devontae Tyreek Hill DJ Moore Jalen Waddle Elijah Moore Brandon Iuk and You know, not awesome tight ends, but not dead tight ends. This team is sitting three points behind, and I need something from those Raiders, and I would have needed them, you know, moving forward. It's technically not dead to advance, right? But needed something from the Raiders, and particularly Devontae Adams, and didn't get anything. Here's another team, 17 points behind. This one, 43 points is kind of a lot to make up, especially when your running backs are going to (laughs) be... I guess technically, P Ryan could do something, but Joe Mixon's back, right? The running backs are really bad on this team, and this one's fifty-six points behind. So, pretty, pretty, pretty unlikely that that one's going to do anything as well. But multiple teams here, right, that had the chance to pick up some, pick up some points, and give me a couple more bullets into the playoffs, and the Raiders just—what did they throw? Twenty passes and lose to the Rams without any other good players and Baker Mayfield on (laughs) two days of not even practice, really. Um, But that's enough about the Raiders. It is interesting, though, to put a bow on them. Thinking about the playoffs, if they they do start to, right, if they fall out, Derek Carr is probably gone in the offseason, what does that mean for Devontae Adams? What is that Josh Jacobs has gotten a zillion touches over these last this last month, month and a half? What does that mean for him? You know what? what Waller has been hurt. Renfro has been hurt. They're supposed to come back next week. Waller specifically. I have uh, actually have. I'll go to my. I didn't mean to turn this into a Raiders thing, but they're kind of top of mind right now, probably for all of us, given the way they lost that game. Um, I have a Waller team here um i think i want to just do total points because i think yes i have a this is probably one of my favorite teams this is advancing so this isn't necessarily the exact point of the show which we'll get to in just a minute but a good example of a team that i i'm like super duper excited for um getting through so it's 135 points ahead should be good and it's kind of A weird team, not necessarily one I would typically draft, but it's actually a Vikings and Dolphins double stack. And it has Travis Etienne, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, Isaiah Spiller, Tyler Algier, and Donta Foreman. So, I mean, at least all the running backs are healthy. Etienne, Sanders, and Foreman are kind of smashes. You know, you can pray for an Algier week. Maybe Ritter helps that offense. Who knows? Maybe you can get a cream hunt week at, at some point. And then it has Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Cortland Sutton, meh, Brandon Ayuk, Josh Palmer, KJ Osborne, and Uncle Valis, who is obviously useless. But, I mean, it definitely hasn't needed Valis all year. But then the point of this was to bring up a, a good team with Darren Waller and Gerald Everett at tight end. Right? If Everett, or If Waller can come back and the Raiders can be competent, this is the kind of team I'm excited for. Getting through. It's not like, you know, the the Dolphins stack is certainly going to be popular. Jefferson is not going to be unowned. Same thing with Miles Sanders, whatever. But um, you know, having ETN Miles Sanders foreman types instead of Jacobs, then having uh the Darren Waller thing who's, you know, gonna be a fairly low advance rate player because he didn't do shit all year and he was hurt for half the season. But getting him back and sneaking those guys into the playoffs with a basically a fully healthy roster is something I'm excited for. So the, uh, the Raiders' performance last night, I think, threw a wrench into some things, projecting forward mostly. But certainly the Devontae teams, if you needed Devontae, you know, not great. I know our guy, Hughes is uh, like in 13th, I think he said. Uh, he posted it in the Discord. I, th- I think he said he's in 13th overall in Best Ball Mania Three. So you know, playing for the one million dollar top prize needs a lot of help, obviously. But uh, he has the Tua Waddle and Hill double stack. Also needs Rashad White, I believe, um, and Lions and Lions. Good week for the good week for the Lions. But that Devontae Adams dud. Everybody up top had Devontae Adams actually, which was kind of funny because. Um, That's probably not what most people would predict, but Devontae Adams has been a stone-cold killer. Um, This is definitely probably, probably true. McDaniels just thought he could get out of dodge not having to do anything on offense, especially after that car interception. My God, that was bad. I think he just thought, we'll just run. The Rams can't score. It's not a big deal. And that's what you get. Your season ends. Pathetic. They they could have they could have easily been in the hunt for a wild card if they don't piss that one away. And now they might just be stone cold dead. What a crazy crazy game. So, what I'm going to start with, um, is hit a couple of the teams, players, etc. That um, well, big Trev posted here in the chat, and then that uh, some people posted in the Discord. To kind of start to walk through a big Trev first says some players that he's sweating for Sunday. And I like. Uh, or are you asking which which one to play? We'll do both of these because I need all these guys for best ball Rashad White being a huge one. He's interesting because Lenny did not practice today, which typically often means. A no go on Sunday. So my current expectation would be that Leonard Fournette does not play Rashad White obviously gets a huge boost. If no, if no Lenny. Um, he's been playing more, of course, for a little while now, including getting some starts over Lenny, but just remove Fournette and it's it's a huge boost. However, the problem is that uh, Rashad is facing the 49ers. So to your question, if you're you know asking which one to start from a managed league perspective, he's definitely someone I would feel confident in, like from a floor, you know, a pass catching floor, but um, you see here, I have 37 uh, Rashad White teams in Best Ball Mania and 19, we'll call it 19%, advancing with a few more on the cusp. So he's definitely a guy I need for a handful of teams. Um, I want to keep this sorted by points behind. So we can see your Rashad White question. Um, hilariously, he is on that uh, Devontae, that Derek Carr, Devontae Adams team that I mentioned earlier. And I need need him here. Have another team 28 points behind. These other ones being 40 points behind, especially this one doesn't have a quarterback, so that one's dead. Mariota and Wentz. Uh, unfortunately, CMC team dying. I don't think I'm going to get any CMC teams through, but Kyler, a Kyler team. This team looks okay. Um. Anyway, Rashad White is definitely a guy I, I'm sweating, and I think you should be, I mean, if there's no Fournette, The floor on Rashad White is great. Is the ceiling great against the 49ers? Like, to your question, I don't know. I don't know that it is. Mostert did pick up the overwhelming majority of the work for uh, the Dolphins last week. They just threw it every play. Um, Let me go. Look up Mostert here really quickly. Yeah, so he had seven of the team's, like, (laughs) almost zero carries. He had... Seven carries, zero targets. Jeff Wilson had one carry and two targets last week. So they ran the ball eight times and threw it 33 times, 34 times. So does that mean he took it over? Maybe. Um, It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tough to say. However, his matchup is pretty awesome. So you have a situation where him and Rashad are kind of polar opposites and Mostert is an interesting guy moving forward, again, for this kind of sweat. Let's look at, I want to look at Mostert. So, I have 13 Mostert teams in Best Ball Mania. None that are, you know, so my my advance rate matches my teams that are close. Um, but, this, I do have one team within 25 points. Unfortunately, it is a Lamar Fields JT team who are all on buy. Or, uh, Lamar's hurt and those two are on buy. So, that's dead. So I have, I have no personal sweats with Raheem Mostert. But against the Chargers, I do think you have to like him. DPJ, personally not into. Deshaun Watson looked horrendous last week. He was basically the second-worst quarterback uh, in the NFL behind Kyle Allen, who got benched on playing the Browns. And um, I just, the Bengals are not a particularly good matchup. I wouldn't be riding with DPJ. Rondale, I do like. Rondale I do like but we don't we, we don't know if he's going to play yet and he does still have Hollywood and DeAndre Hopkins to deal with targets so I think it would definitely come down to those first two for me. I want to look up uh Rondale though because I drafted a uh, like not a lot but I drafted some Rondale and I would be in, so kind of the similar thing for me and no 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 particular sweats with Rondale my closest team with him is eighty points back, so good to know. Thank you for bringing him up. I'm not sweating, Rondell, because I am definitely sweating the Cardinals. I think to answer your question, I would probably play Mostert, but it's Mostert or Rashad White, both of which I'm excited for. Um, shout out to Jake for joining us here. A great question from Cool on Two K. This is one of my uh, this this is this is like the all time debate for this time of year with best ball. If you watch ship chasing, I went on ship chasing this week to chat with Pat and, uh, and Ben about kind of the playoffs and and those kinds of things. A lot of about uh, discussed a lot about this question. And I think the ideal is low, a low owned team. Like if you, if you were to dream about the perfect team to advance into the playoffs, maybe, let's just say week 17 to make this easier. I know you, you were asking about just getting in, but to the perfect team you want in week 17 is the lowest possible ownership combined with the highest possible projection slash upside, right? So the more you shrink the ownership, the less likely it is that you are going to be able to match that stacked team you're talking about, right? The Josh Jacobs, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, you know, Josh Allen team, Jalen Hurts, whatever. You're, you know, with Ramondre and whatever you're Ken Walker, you're not going to be able to match that from a projection perspective, most likely. Assuming one of those gets there. Assuming that's even a good team by week 17. We still got a few weeks. Who knows what happens here over the course of the next month. But the dream is to have... Literally, like if you could be the only team, this would never happen, right, but you would be the only team with every single one of the players on your team they're all healthy, and they the kind of cumulative projection and upside of all of them gets you close enough to the best teams because you don't want to get all low ownership guys who just can't, right we've talked about this before with like a Najee Harris, a Keenan allen a Trying to think of another example of those are the two ones that definitely jump out the most to me, where they no kind of no matter how low you could be the only Najee team and the only Keenan Allen team in the final they don't have enough upside to match right you're going to send Keenan Allen up against all the other second and third round picks Tyreek AJ Brown Mark Andrews Nick Chubb and on and on you just can't make up that gap, even though he's lower-owned. Najee Harris cannot make up that gap to Diggs, Kelsey, Eckler, Devontae, even Cedi, Saquon, Swift. He's not even as good as any of those guys. He doesn't even have the upside of any of those guys. So you don't want to sacrifice that much projection and particularly that much upside to get the low-owned players. However, to your question, if I can middle this, and I say I don't want the absolute stone cold lowest ownership guy, probably because he doesn't project. You know, he just doesn't have enough upside. But I can get, you know, just a guy who happens to be Jamar Chase is the first round guy that jumps out to me. If I can get Jamar Chase through into the playoffs, he projects as a, I think I have, I think I have a, the RotoGrinders projections up here. I can show you really quickly. This is just the main slate, but Jamar Chase projects for the fourth most receiving points on the slate, right? So J- Justin Jefferson, Aman Ra actually projects second best and Stefan Diggs. This is just the main slate. So it didn't have Devante doesn't have the Sunday night and Monday night game on it, but just for reference, right? So if you get Jamar chase through, you're getting a top five ish wide receiver at low ownership with, I mean, he probably even projects better than that from a ceiling perspective. He's like, you, you know, we know the upside. He was the guy who broke the slate last year. I want that dude. I don't want Keenan Allen. I want that dude, right? So I'm almost always going to side with the second part of this. It sounds crazy. Like, what do you mean you don't want Josh Jacobs? You know, if, if you have the perfect team, which I see your comment, Brandon, and I will get to in a second. If you have the absolute Stone Cold Nuts perfect team, like you have all of the best picks, yeah, I, I I would I would rather. But those don't really exist because they would be at, so far at the top of the BBM uh, standings. Right. If you had, I'm just going to spitball. Kelsey, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, let's just say Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Ramondre, Ken Walker, Garrett Wilson, you know, Christian Watson. Like if you combine all those guys onto one team, you want I, I if my projection is that much higher. Right, it's this balancing act of I want the best team possible, but also the lowest ownership. But if you if your team is that much better, like it's literally like you have the stone cold nut, you project for so many more points than everybody else. You want that team. It's just, you know it's that's why this question is so fascinating. It's such a balancing act. But at the end of the day, knowing that those teams don't really exist which is kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, half a million teams get get drafted and we look at the top of the leaderboard of, of Best Ball Mania and they're obviously, they're really good teams at the top of Best Ball Mania, but even then nobody has this like stone nut combination of all those guys, right? There's no teams with Kelsey and Devante and Tyreek and um, Jacobs and Ramondre and Ken Walker or whatever. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy that uh, that's just how hard it is to draft a good team. So to answer your question, it's pretty much the second one because I can get as high leverage as I, as possible. Again, assuming that you have enough upside. Brandon has one of these uh, smash smash teams. If you want to share kind of uh, the, the crux of that team and all being, I mean, this is like the, the thing, right? We're heading into where we're the, you know, the agenda for this show is like talking through players, teams, et cetera, that we're trying to get through here as we head into week 14, the number one thing that I'm like looking for amongst all these teams, right? So these are my, on the screen are my, who who teams are these Mostert, Rondale. So like when I first start to look, it's like, look, I don't want Russell Wilson on these themes, obviously, but like, okay, Kyler's healthy. Russ is, I know th- this team is 80 points behind, so it doesn't count. It's not going to make it, but even it, like, let's just say it were close. Like, okay, Kyler healthy, Russ healthy, Ramondre healthy pet right? Everybody on here is healthy. Man, I wasted a Jeff Wilson team. Uh, Devontae healthy, Debo okay. Sutton not healthy, but he's not done for the year. You know, look, everybody on this team is healthy. This this team here, that's like number one. First thing I go to look at these teams: are you within somewhat of striking distance? Are you healthy? I, I, the the do I have the smashes? You know, do I have Jacobs and that on there? Is comes further down the list of things I'm caring about right now heading into week 14. Which feels crazy to say, but people always talk about, I want to get as many teams through. The easiest way to get the teams through right now is to just have as many guys that can actually score points on any given week. Like this team has Brevin Jordan and Gerald Everett, right? And Trey McBride. They're going to be out there running routes. Brevin Jordan finally got back onto the field this week. Catch a touchdown, please. Any one of these guys on this team can catch a touchdown. Um, number one, most important thing is health. Okay, we got a little sidetracked, but I love. I'm a big fan of that uh, of this cool on two Ks question. Jameson says in the FFPC pre-draft best ball. I have nine active players this week on a roster of twenty, and I'm trying to hold on to second place with a twenty-five point lead. That's going to be a fun sweat. You and I have very different definitions of the word fun. That sounds miserable to me. I think I have some of those. Um, let me go to points my points ahead here and scroll down a little bit and find some of the teams that are you know not that far ahead. yeah so like some 30 point teams I want to find a team these are all hurts, literally all Jalen hurts teams. Um, trying to see if there's. Well, I guess who's on who's on buy this week? That would be a good thing to look at. So I, I don't think I have any advancing JT teams. Fields, Preston Fields. I have eleven fields teams. I'm really not getting that many fields teams through. Interestingly, enough, this one is 195 195 points ahead, 155. Um, so I have the opposite of you. Oh, there here was this this team that we saw earlier, right? It's like, God oh, damn, I'm only within 25, but Lamar hurt fields by JT by CEH hurt. Damian Harris hurt. Uh, you know, Jerry, Judy banged up and on a shitty team. Uh, lots of buys. Unfortunate. Cause this team, can, it's got Garrett Wilson. It's got Lamar and Andrews. Even Evan Ingram. Hasn't been bad. It's got Mostert that we talked about earlier. R.I.P. Um, Brandon's team, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Gino. nice. Having Gino is nice. Derrick Henry, Zeke, Miles, James Cook, and Donta Foreman, hello. So this is a fun team because, you know, Zeke has not been a very good pick, but he's alive. The Cowboys are running through everybody, and he's scoring points. He's putting up usable weeks, not putting up monster weeks because he's kind of the... Fifty-five, forty-five. You know, he's the lesser side of the the split between him and Pollard. But still, on that offense and some, with some of the touches he gets, that's good. And I mean, Miles Sanders has been a smash. Donta Foreman is a, a smash. Also, got removed off the injury report today. James Cook maybe, maybe came along. Maybe you know, we'll see if that was just a a one week blip with the elevated usage last week or not. Could be, but certainly you're more excited for James Cook than before. And Derrick Henry, I've uh, talked a lot about. I've talked a lot about uh, being a guy that I want to have. That I want to have on teams, moving forward. He plays the Jags. He plays the Jags this week, which is a good matchup. And then he gets two beautiful matchups with the Chargers and the Texans before the Cowboys in Week 17. But man, he's a guy with probably fairly low ownership that. Could absolutely sneak through. Um, cool on 2K ads about the Cardinals. Good one. This is a good one. In my opinion, the Cardinals are the elephant in the room. You had to drag D Hop along. You only got four weeks from Hollywood. Kyler has been underwhelming. And now the whole squad is gassed up and ready to go, right? Especially if Rondale comes back and Ertz is gone, but Connor's there. Trey McBride. If you drafted any Trey McBride, you have the whole offense finally and for Kyler especially finally what you want to see Hopkins and Hollywood together and healthy maybe Rondale but this is also what they traded Robbie Anderson for like do something um but let's look at uh, I know I pulled up Henry here but I do want to I want to look at Kyler because it's a this is a really excellent point where Kyler could be a super fun guy to have in the playoffs now they play, Denver in week 15 and frankly their matchup today or today (laughs) their matchup this week is not totally ideal with, um, the Patriots, but again, with all that talent that they have healthy now, you know, you're not, this week is bad, man. This week is really bad. We saw nobody do anything last night. What Josh Jacobs had 18 points or something like that. Um, Josh Jacobs did a little bit. Van Jefferson did a little bit to help you, but nobody really did anything of substance last night in terms of like burying you. And if anybody has looked at the the games this Sunday, the Bills get the Jets. That's a tough matchup. Niners don't have Jimmy and they play the Bucks. And then the Bucks, on the other hand, play, you know, arguably the best defense in the league with the Niners. Chiefs get the Broncos. The Broncos' pass defense is really good. Their defense is good. In general, there's not a lot of, you know, it's really like Lions, Vikings, maybe a little Seahawks, Panthers. There's not a lot of juice on this this slate. So many teams on buys and some bad matchups that, man, just having the Cardinals. The Cardinals are, I, I think, are going to be a fun sweat on Monday night. It's Monday night, right, that they play, I think. Um, sorry, I need to close a bunch of this crap. Oh, damn it, I closed the wrong, wrong tab. So anyway... I have a a few teams here, right? Um, uh, That's by points ahead. Let's go to points behind of Kyler Murray teams. My Lord. So he's a perfect, this is, he's like a perfect example of someone that I'm sweating. Right. Um, Also, also this Kyler has been bad, right? But he's mostly been bad just because it's relative to his peers that were drafted kind of near him. Hertz has been unbelievable. And Burrow has kind of been pretty good, better than Kyler. Obviously, Josh Allen's Josh Allen. Mahomes is Mahomes. And so Kyler hasn't been amazing, but he also hasn't like ever put up a, you know, a six-point week or a total stinker. He's just getting you 18 to 20, like every single week. Yeah, you know, he said it has a floor of 20 points all year. He's not playing good. He hasn't, he's not playing well. He hasn't had his guys Hopkins and Hollywood to healthy together, basically all season or Connor is that offensive line issues. And now he kind of, it's everything's starting to come together and he's, you know, at theoretically going to be peaking at the, at the exact right time. He's, he's, he's a guy I'm interested in. So I'm glad you brought him up. Cause he's a dude here. Like if you have him, if you have Kyler teams. Like you see, I mean, I have a, 11.5% advance rate on Kyler teams. But you see here at the top, um, for anybody that doesn't know, the points behind is, is down here at the bottom. It'll say points ahead or points or points behind. And so, I mean, one team that's nine points behind. One team, this team, if I'm recalling, is the team I drafted with last year's DraftKings Best Ball Millie Maker winner, Felix Castro. And uh, my, my high school buddy, we went to high school together. And it's 8.9 points behind. Took a zero at quarterback last week. So clearly really needs really needs Kyler this week. Has Najee, which is not ideal, but at least he's alive. Tony Pollard looks pretty good this week. Damian Pierce doesn't necessarily look good this week, but he's alive a and a useful running back. Same thing with Devin Singletary. Khalil Herbert and Hassan Haskins, not so much. But has the Hollywood stack, has Gabe Davis, has Amon Ra, Tony might be back, Garrett Wilson is peaking, Jahan Dotson you know, is a fine, useful, young receiver back there. It doesn't look like Nico's going to play, but Nico has proved to be helpful as a late-round pick. Zay has been a great late-round pick, and then it does have Mark Andrews. Um, I don't think Caden Hurst is going to play, but it has Mark Andrews. So you're looking at this team, we talk about things we're sweating going into week 14. All of a sudden, I'm definitely sweating Kyler, but I, I'm sweating this team because this team could be not only just get in because it's 8.9 points behind, this team could be dangerous. The Kyler stack with decent running backs, you know, um, not sure that the Anaji uh, team has the juice to win it, but I would like to see. <laughs> I would like to see for myself. Um, another one that's 16.8 points behind. Another one that's 27 points behind that has goddamn Trey Lance on it and Melvin Gordon, all these Melvin Gordon teams, Jesus Christ. Another Rashad white team, um, Donta Foreman really excited for Donta Foreman, uh, moving forward. Any, anything else that's close? 58. Yeah. So 58, probably a little bit out of, out of reach, unless like something truly absolutely insane happens. But um, these are the kind of things I'm trying to look up and find out heading into week 14 to see where I'm at and who I need to root for. Because a lot of the times it will be these guys like Kyler, who to, to this point have not necessarily, like these are the guys. This is the Jamar Chase of quarterbacks. So happy you brought him up. Kyler is the Jamar Chase of quarterbacks. He has not been bad, but for whatever reason, Chase being hurt or Kyler, his teammates being hurt, and Kyler getting dinged up too. Missed two games, right? Something like that. Because of some flukiness, some weird stuff happens, they're not going to be advancing very at a very high clip. So, that's inherently good. But what we talked about earlier was... It can't just be a low advance rate. It needs to be a low advance rate with the upside, the juice. You need the juice. Jamar Chase got the juice. Kyler Murray's got the juice. Give me those guys. I want to sweat those guys. I don't want to sweat my Josh. I don't even want to sweat like Ramon. It looks like Ramondre is going to be an absolute smash again, right? He plays the Cardinals on Monday night, and it doesn't look like Damian Harris is going to play. And so... You know, that's great. Ramondre has been awesome for my teams. But, like, he's going to be super chalky, too. Like, we talk a lot about Josh Jacobs. Ramondre has been almost as good of a pick. Not quite, obviously, but Ramondre has been almost as good. So, not, you know, it is what it is. I don't really care about Ramondre. I want to find these Kyler teams because the, the the Kyler, the Jamar Chase teams, right? Gabe Davis. Um, trying to think of some other, maybe, some, maybe a, a running back that doesn't have a... Uh, Derrick Henry, we talked about Derrick Henry. Give me these guys that can like win, win you big money with their upside. And let's figure out how to how to get those teams through. What do I need to root for on Sunday and Monday to get definitely Monday with the Cardinals to get uh, those teams through? Um FF Doom, my man. Haven't seen you in a little while. Uh we missed you. We missed you. Cheers. Very excited for these next few weeks. Uh definitely. FF doom is also ready for the, the sneaky Cardinal stacks. I do think the card, I can't think of another stack. I would be more excited for having, whether it's Kyler Hollywood or Kyler nuke. I have Trey McBride who I'm not really particularly hopeful for, but again, he's a tight end and he's going to go run some routes. Maybe he can catch a touchdown or something. Like I think the Cardinal stacks again, the matchups are not totally pristine. As I said, they play the Patriots this week. They get Denver next week, but then you get the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to be a it's a fine matchup. It's not a plus plus matchup, but it's a totally fine matchup for a pet for a pass game. And then why you want to get these Cardinals teams through is in week 17 they play the Falcons. RIP to Kyle Pitts in what could have been a fun game. But if you have uh uh actually, I wonder if I have any uh Kyler with old Drake London advancing. Oh, looky there. We got Oh, one team that's one of those teams that's sixteen point eight points behind does have Drake London on the other side. Does have Ramondre, who I was just talking about, Rojo, Foreman. Running backs are not awesome, but Ramondre can help. C.D. DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton. Yeah, so here, this is kind of, a te- and has um, kind of an interesting team, and it has Travis Kelsey. Kind of an interesting team, sixteen point eight points behind with the uh, Hopkins. Kyler Stack with Travis Kelsey, Drake London. You know, Michael Pittman is on by this week. But DJ Moore, DJ Moore is kind of a a fascinating guy. They threw it 19 times last week, and DJ Moore had six targets. They don't want to throw. That's why Donta Foreman is kind of a stone-cold smash right now, projecting forward. But if forced to throw, we know that DJ Moore's target share is... Crazy, one of the highest, one of the highest in the league. So he's another guy I think you should probably be excited for. As you see on your screen here, he plays the Lions and the Bucks in uh, week sixteen and seventeen, and plays the Steelers in week fifteen. So a totally fine set of three matchups for DJ Moore. Another guy, but yeah, the Cardinals are that stack. We've talked a lot about these teams and individual or these uh, individual players. And I think uh, I think the the Cardinals would be my vote for if I could have a stack that I sneak through. It's those, and so we're gonna be sweating that Monday night game. Kyler to Hollywood and Kyler to Nuke. If Connor gets hurt, watch out. They shipped off Eno and Kyler. And oh, oh yeah. As a, I thought, you were talking about like. Uh, our guy Silas' Keontae Ingram teams. If uh, if Connor gets hurt, Keontae Ingram all of a sudden becomes this 18th round pick that you really, really want to have. And Silas probably has more Keontae Ingram than anybody, and that would be a really sick run out for Keontae teams. But to your point, if Kyler... That's the thing. Kyler hasn't really... His his ceiling is not really just passing. And he he runs... But he's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Jalen Hurts. He kind of runs around. You know, he's a very unique runner because he's the fastest quarterback in the league. But he doesn't like truly want to run a ton. He's small. You know, he, he slides, which is smart. He tries to stay healthy. But at the goal line, he's still he's so fast on the zone read stuff. Um, and any, any sort of, you know, getting him on the move at the goal line, you know what he's he's had like 10 rushing touchdowns a couple years ago or whatever it was that made him such a, such a smash. If something were to happen, you know, to free him up, to run a little bit more at the goal line. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for mainly in week 17, but in any playoff round throw for three and run for one or two. And like Kyler has that in his bag and not many do like very, very few quarterbacks do. Um, yeah. GTO Baseball says Saquon might miss this week. That could wreck people. Yeah. He is questionable with the neck issue. Um, let me see if I have any Saquon teams that are, that need him. Uh, I hope not. Cause uh, I'm, it, I think, yeah. And so I don't know if it's luckily or, or uh, uh, unluckily. If I sort by points ahead, I do have one team that's only up by 22 with Saquon. So that would be bad. Luckily, It's not too, too terrible here with uh, any other buys or missing, missing players does have tight ends available. So I'm not too, too worried, but obviously anything could happen with only a 20, 20 point lead. But on, on the opposite side, like you, like you were saying, if you're trying to chase down a Saquon team uh, and he misses, that would be huge. And I wouldn't be, you know, if you drafted any Matt Burita, I wouldn't be all that excited. Um, I think that they would just get curb stomped by the Eagles. Vadim. Vadim says 45% of my Rashad White teams are advancing or within 20 points. Really need Lenny out. Uh, 45% of Rashad White teams advancing is A, sick. And if you get Lenny out, yes, that would be absolutely insane. That would be such a massive boost. I'm curious to see what happens with Rashad White because he's been like good. And like I'm biased because I drafted a lot of him. And so I've felt the impacts of his good weeks, but he's never really like, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't been Ken Walker. He hasn't been Ramondre, obviously not Josh Jacobs. He hasn't been one of those like true smashes. He's just like doing enough to help you, which is great because there's not that many running backs that are doing enough to help you. But trying to translate that to an advance rate. I don't know what I would say with Rashad White. It won't be super low, but I don't think it's going to be off the charts either. <laughs> this is true. I, cool on 2K says, I know you were getting shit for Gabe Davis, but he's a prime candidate to break hearts too. You just know his explosion week is coming up. Dude's been dormant since his 30-point game. 100%. He's a guy who, like, it, it's hard for it's hard to have the an honest discussion about the guys that are super polarizing because people have dug their feet in. Right on on Gabe Davis. But the whole point of drafting Gabe Davis was that he is the archetype of a player um, both weekly and seasonally that I want to have on teams. If it doesn't work, you see... Th- this year is the definition of Gabe Davis not working. Right? People are like, oh, ha ha, you drafted Gabe in the fourth or fifth round, you're an idiot. Look, he hasn't done anything. But that's like from a, like, you don't feel good about him from a seasonal, like, if you drafted him in your season-long managed league, you had to start him every week, right? You have to win, you know, you have to beat that one opponent every single week because his peaks and valleys are really bad. <laughs> you know, the, the valleys are really bad. But the peaks, you get, you know, you get enough touchdowns, a period, to, like, sustain, but then you get just a couple of those games, even in, even in the worst-case scenario. It's the definition of a small loss, big win, player basis he has a 30 plus point upside multi-touchdown two three four touchdown games 100 plus yards 200 yards is in the range for Gabe Davis those are the dudes I want to get through right Brandon Cooks Allen Robinson those guys like even we were talking about DJ Moore I love DJ Moore but like his his team threw 19 passes last week (laughs) It's hard, even when you command all of the, all, like a lot of the targets. When your team only throws 19 times, it's tough. You know, Terry McLaurin, that's what's happening to Terry McLaurin. He's awesome. He's a better real-life wide receiver than Gabe Davis by a mile. But he doesn't play for the Bills. He plays for a team that wants to run. He plays with a shitty quarterback, and so you just get some more good, but less spikes, like true spikes. And I, the, the the Gabes of the world are the guys that can win you this thing. Will he? I don't know. Probably not. Right? The odds are against anyone being, being that guy. Tough matchup this week with the Jets. But the Dolphins game could shoot out. If he popped off against the Dolphins in Week 15, certainly possible. Uh, the Bears in Week 16. Anybody seen the Bears defense lately? It's a bloodbath. It's an absolute bloodbath. They finally got the the Packers off the schneid. Christian Watson, another big game. A.J. Dillon with a big game. And then the Bengals. The Bengals is not a good matchup necessarily, you know, for Gabe specifically. But it's a shootout, you know, probably the highest total of the week. Highest or second highest total of the week. Those are the guys I want. And that's the thing about this crazy best ball game is like the whole point isn't to like beat ADP value. Yes, you want to have the the league winners. You want to. We don't set out to draft players who don't perform well, of course. But how you win is very different than I think what everybody thinks it is. Right, Jamar Chase was a great pick last year, but he wasn't like we didn't get into. We weren't sitting at this point in the season saying, Oh my God, if you don't have Jamar Chase, it's over. In fact, after week 16, we were saying, Oh, T Higgins, because T went for whatever 40 or something like that in week 16. T was the guy you needed in week 16. And then Jamar Chase was the guy you needed to win a million dollars. It's just, you know, those are the types of spikes that we're talking about here, which is, which is, it's crazy. Jake has 37 Kyler teams advancing right now. That is, that is crazy. I did draft. I want to flip over to DraftKings really quick. I know we're focusing a lot on underdog. I'm gonna go to all. I'm gonna go to all my tournaments on DraftKings where I do have a little bit higher advance rate and a little bit higher, close to advancing. And I want to look at Kyler really fast, just because I know I drafted more Kyler on uh, on DraftKings. So yeah, uh, not. Th- I don't have 37. Kyler teams, but we're we're closer. Nineteen percent of my sixty-three Kyler teams are advancing, and uh, another three percent within twenty points. So we got this team within seventeen, and this team within eighteen. Ooh, a CMC. See, these are another CMC is another guy. Swift probably another guy. Maybe Kamara another guy. Some interesting. uh, This is a weird team. I would not normally draft those three quarterbacks, but that's okay. See this team see, give me give me the give me the CMC Rashad White Kyler game. Got the two a double stack Hopkins. I like this team. I'm just scrolling down, praying to God it's not Kyle Pitt. And it's it is Kyle Pitts. But Fryermuth. That's okay. At least it has Fryermuth. This one has Hawkinson and Goddard. So okay. Now I'm more excited. I'm even more excited for Kyler. We'll have to uh have to do a show or something. Before the Monday Night Football game, because Kyler and the Cardinals, and frankly the Patriots, you know, and we talked about Ramondre and not worrying about him too much, but Ramondre is a critical player. Um, you could get some Hunter Henry or something like that. Um, good question from Hope. Are you worried about the Cardinals shutting it down, similar to the Raiders? They're pretty much dead to make the playoffs. Yep, I am. There's this weird. I don't know. I, I'm curious what you guys think about this because I, I, I don't have a good answer for this. So there's a um two sides to this to, to this coin that I I just can't figure out what I think is maybe most likely. And frankly, it, it probably doesn't matter. But A, we know that teams are gonna play until they, you know, are like truly, truly technically eliminated. And that is not the case yet for either of these teams. I'm gonna pull back up the standings. And, you know, they're not truly technically eliminated, the Cardinals down here. So they're going to keep playing for another couple, a week or two, and then they will be, especially, you know, if they don't win Monday and some things don't shake out their way, Seahawks are probably going to beat the Panthers this week, which is not good for them. Frankly, the only thing keeping these games, these teams afloat is how bad the NFC South is, right? So the NFC South is only going to get one team, probably going to be the Bucs. And frankly, how bad? Um, I know the Lions are not bad; they've been winning lately. But still, they're five and seven. They're they're basically the same record as the Cardinals. Um, Bears obviously aren't going to try to win, you know. So you do have this issue: <laughs> with the NFC East all being pretty good record-wise. But like, honestly, if the Giants just kept losing—I know they just tied—but if the Giants just kept losing and the Cardinals kept winning, would you be surprised? No, not really. So I think there's at least a couple more weeks where the Cardinals are definitely going to keep pushing. It's probably a little bit different than than the Raiders. The other thing is like with the Cardinals, this team is their team. Shutting it down would theoretically, you know, maybe save somebody from potential injury. But you also like there's been almost no games of Kyler playing with Hollywood and Nuke and Connor and Robbie Anderson and, Trey McBride and, and, and all of that. So like if this balancing act of, do you just shut it down and say, screw it, um, which is what I probably would do if I were running the team, but also these guys want to keep playing. The team probably wants them to develop a little bit of chemistry. You know, I don't know. I mean, you can shut it down for week 18. Like they're not going to play in week 18 for sure. But do you really shut it down all the way, all the way in week 17? I don't know. And the flip side of that is the, the teams that, you know, are going to be playing for nothing. Let's say, say it's the Eagles uh, by then, you know, do you want to shut it down and have th- your, your guys not play for three weeks? Probably not. Now you might skip week 18, but like week 17, are you going to shut, are the Eagles going to shut it down knowing they have the buy? I'm not saying they have the buy, but let's just say they have the buy. The Eagles have the buy. Are they going to shut it down? Um that's a long time to not play, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be good at, I'm, I'm not saying I'm good at it now, but I, I wouldn't, I, I would struggle to do a stream if I hadn't done one for three weeks. And that's just me sitting at my desk, t- talking to my computer, uh, nonetheless, playing a really difficult football sport at the highest level. Um, so I do think I, I'm not super worried about the good teams, shutting it down. And I think, the teams like the Cardinals. I'm like I'm less worried about the Cardinals than maybe some other teams, um, but it's a concern. It's definitely a concern. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that that that's a very difficult question. It's kind of it's one of those questions like we talked about earlier with the ownership versus the stacked team. That's like impossible to answer. You know what I mean? Um, I think we all have our opinions, and I think it goes back to the. Uh, aren't you worried? Like, aren't you worried about this? Aren't you worried about that? For Josh Jacobs, aren't you worried about Zamir White, you know, four months ago? Yes. Aren't you worried about Josh McDaniels, you know, always using a committee? Aren't you worried about this, that, and the other? Yes. I, I was worried about all of it and none of it mattered. You know, it's just impossible. It's just so impossible to predict. So it's a really interesting, um, Thing to consider and then we'll see it happen this year right to so that question some teams will shut it down and some teams won't and we'll try to think about how that matters for the future and like it's just so tough um zamir white is a really interesting one um do, 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 do. Oh, hold on what do you think about guys who have to perform or you lose for example kelsey anything outside oh yeah great question let me share my screen again because Kelsey's a really interesting one. I'm advancing less Kelsey teams than I um and this is DraftKings. I haven't looked as closely, but I'll look at Travis Kelsey. So Kelsey on DraftKings says is better. I think I'm really only like an 18 or 20% advance rate on Kelsey teams on on underdog. These guys, these guys, so this was I brought this up also on Wednesday about Josh Jacobs. Because when you when you take a step back and it's exactly what you just said and you say, well, people will say frequently like when you get to the playoffs or particularly if you get to week 17, would you rather have Josh Jacobs or would you rather have somebody else? It's like, well, you know, it's best ball. He was a seventh round pick or whatever. And, you know, I have other running backs. If he helps me get there, that's good. And I, of course, I agree. I would like to get to the finals by any means necessary, basically. Like, I, I have my hopes and dreams about which which uh, uh, types of teams I would get to the finals, but at the end of the day, you just want a team there, right? And so, yeah, w- w- if the choice was no team or have a Josh Jacobs team, I would rather have a Josh Jacobs team. But if the choice is to have or to not have the the much more popular players while having a team in the finals, it is, of course, to not have them because of this it's not just because of you know a lot of the mental exercises we like to do it's because if you go up against teams that have josh jacobs or travis kelsey in that final and you have a player that's good enough to you know have have a ceiling right i think it's probably like pat Fryermuth, Taysom hill those kind of guys are on that list maybe hawkinson um I don't really think Kittle or Waller's got it anymore. Andrews is just so close in price. We talked about him in the Discord a while back. Um, I think Friermuth is the one guy that really, really jumps out to me. Um, And then, of course, Taysom. Something like that. But anyway, if you have the other guys, your opponents, why do they have such a high advance rate? Because your opponents have been relying upon them. Your opponents have been using Josh Jacobs' score every week. There's a reason why there's nobody at the top of BBM like we talked about earlier with Ramondre, Ken Walker, Tony Pollard, uh, Josh Jacobs, Donta Foreman, Nick Chubb. Right? No, nobody has all of them. Some people have more loaded room than others, but nobody has all of all of these guys. And so you've been relying upon. Right? I've been using Miles Sanders score every week on a million teams. And it's not because he, you know, he's had some good games, but it's not because he's setting the world on fire like Josh Jacobs. It's because my teams have other holes, right? They have, they have Melvin Gordon. They have Rojo. <laughs> you know, they have crappy picks. And so Travis Kelsey is like, you've been extending your lead with Travis Kelsey on, on teams that he's on, obviously because he's, he's been great. But you may have holes elsewhere. He's just bridging that gap, right? Your wide receiver room's not awesome. Right. So you're losing points to the Diggs, Devontae, Jefferson teams, but you're outscoring them at tight end. Over the course of the regular season, that works. But in any one individual week, you get eight Travis Kelsey points, you lose. Right. Now someone has to someone has to make up that gap, and you need to have other things go wrong in your team. Travis Kelsey's the toughest one because he could be like a down week of Travis Kelsey could literally be the tight end one. (laughs) on the week you could still gain points, but you know, anything could happen in one week. It it works better for like the running back thing, right? Eight Josh Jacobs points. And you only have three good running backs. You're dead. You're dead and buried because you've been using Josh Jacobs. Like the reason why you keep beating people is because of him. So then when he fails, right, that's, that's the leverage. That's the leverage. Um, Shout-out. Shout-out, Jake. Feel free to hit that hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. All that fun. Fun jazz. Um, I do think... Yeah, we talked about this uh, kind of at the top. I, I do wonder what the Raiders will do. I have, like, no Josh Jacobs. I actually don't know how much Jacobs I have on DraftKings. There's, like... I have, like, five total Josh Jacobs teams on underdog. Three... None... Here's... Look how impressive this is. Three Josh Jacobs teams on all of DraftKings. Zero are advancing. This is how bad I fucked up the the Josh Jacobs teams. Two of them with Trey Lance. One with Javante Williams. Uh, another one with Dalvin who's been terrible. James White. That's funny. Two with Darnell Mooney. James and Williams scoring zero points. John Mechie. Look at this. A Josh Jacobs, Travis Kelsey team not advancing. How many points behind is this? 40. Um, but when you've, re- you've been using Mac Jones score all year, <laughs> that is impressive. Those running backs are good too. And have Travis Kelsey, but Mike Evans, Jerry, Judy, DK Metcalf, Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson. Kind of surprised this it has got 1832 points. It's not too bad um yeah this is a good point this has to be the first time in nfl history the leading running back in fantasy started the hall of fame game probably okay this reminded me i need to hit some of you guys' teams that you have shared jake has a a puppy two team with kyler tua oh this is interesting kyler tua Eckler, saquon gibby mckinnon and samir i i think not to go on a, a another side tangent Zamir might be one of the guys I would want on my teams the most moving forward. Even though he's literally produced zero weeks that have helped you. Like you just think about it. That's leverage. If all our opponents have Josh Jacobs and we don't, we have a different running back. We have Tony Pollard. And then we have Zamir. So if Jacobs does get shut down later in the year, which I'm, I'm not projecting or anything, but it's possible. It's just such a natural leverage point, right? Um, with Samir, uh, Amir Abdullah on DraftKings could be reasonable too because he's going to catch, catch some passes. But Kyler Tua, Eckler, and Saquon is interesting because it, what a month ago, a month and a half ago, we would have said, okay, that's not that's not a unique team. Eckler was smashing, Eckler was the RB one. Eckler was smashing. Saquon had smashed, you know, was a top three or five RB or whatever. Which I don't know where he sits exactly right now, but he's been fine. But those two guys have kind of gotten surpassed by all the other guys around them, even though they've been still been good. They're kind of like Chase in that regard, except at the running back position. Gibby, who was uh, Antonio Gibson, who went from a horrible pick to like now kind of a good pick to I don't know what he is, but he's playing, he's catching passes, he's getting the rock. Um, you want him on teams more than many other running backs, and then McKinnon is super interesting with Zamir, Hollywood, Waddle, Nuke. So it's Kyler double stack, Tua with Waddle, and you have Gasecki over at tight end. Ayuk, Olave, Garrett Wilson, Nico, and Zay. I mean, if you could pick late round, late ish round, uh, you know, mid to late round wide receivers, that's prob those are the ones you want. Olave, Garrett Wilson, Nico, Zay. You're literally only missing like Christian Watson from the stone cold nuts of late round wide receivers and Kasiki Tony and Njoku is like, you know, you're not ready to go to battle ever against Travis Kelsey with any three late round tight ends. But if you're, <laughs> if you have Kasiki Tony and Njoku healthy, all have spike week potential in and of themselves. And, you know, you're going to get some kind of decent score. I think, you know, at least six points or something from one, from one of these guys, um, and you're ahead, but that's definitely going to be a sweat here. Those are the fun teams, the fun teams to sweat. This is funny. D Turk has a uh, 20% Desmond Ritter. I-, I was not drafting Ritter. I was drafting Mariota, which is f- it- it's super interesting because you could, uh, yeah, no Ritter on draftings. You could uh, make this, make this funny case that both Ritter, you know, Ritter and Mariota were good picks. It's like Mariota served the purpose of what I wanted. If they could have won a couple more games, he's probably still starting. And I got a, a you know, an 18th round quarterback who runs. You know, lost Kyle Pitts though too. It was just, you know, a, a so-so outcome for Marcus Mariota. But frankly, he helped a lot of teams. <laughs> he helped a lot of teams from a late round quarterback. You know, rushing, scoring reasonably. For a, a lot of the season. It's really fallen apart. But he kind of did his job, right? Made it to week 14. They won enough. They could they could be easily winning that division, by the way, if they wouldn't have pissed away a couple games. They beat the Niners. People forget this. They beat the 49ers. So anyway. Um, but now also on the flip side, Desmond Ritter could be, you could be like, he was. This is what I drafted him for. You know, you were hoping it would happen sooner, but this is what you drafted him for, right? Come on, now. Again, the problem is no Kyle Pitts. I think is the is the big problem. But um, if he had Kyle Pitts, this would be what you drafted him drafted him for. Another good one. We've talked about him a l- a little bit, I think, here and there, but he's a he's a really good one. Mike Williams back healthy. Okay, so see this? I'm excited about this. 23 Mike Williams teams. 26% of them are advancing. And, uh, yeah, he's a guy who, you know, you're. Oh, I have this by points behind. Nothing nothing within 20. This this one within 33, but it's a Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Saquon team. Probably not. Probably not going to get there, but does have a uh, uh, CD who cool on 2K mentions here. Amon Ra Godwin. Godwin, I'm excited about as well. I think he's a good one. Um, Let me see here. Michael Williams is a very good, very good example, and CD is another one brought up here. Could be an interesting one. You don't like you didn't then, and you don't now feel good about having drafted CD Lamb, but I look at CD. I mean. Twenty six percent advance rate on CD on on CD teams. I can't I can't really I can't really complain, but it was you know like you said his draft capital was high. He was in this weird bucket where him and AJ. It looks it sounds silly now to say this, but you're like him and AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill and right all these guys are the same. Well, turns out AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill are not the same as as CD CD Lamb, but. He's He's been okay, and he's had some big weeks. He's He's been pretty good. It's just, it looks worse because every other wide receiver around him, Diggs, Devontae, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, have just been the nuts. So it looks worse, but he's on a, an awesome offense. If Dallas can get pushed at all, and they get Jacksonville in Week 15, who should probably be able to push him, Philly, we know Philly's going to push him in Week 16, and then the titans in week 17 <laughs> we'll see if they if they can push him but he just needs to be pushed to pass a little bit and he's probably not a super high advance rate player but he's got 40 in his bag you know he's got he's got 40 in his bag so he's another good guy um that I would be that I would be excited about um i want to go over dun, 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 dun. Jake pulled up go to the discord, zoom in a little bit and should not have zoomed in there. See if we can see this. Not, not particularly well, but that's okay. I can kind of walk through it. Um, No, it's not working. Not, not, not. It's a little small, but that's okay. Basically, what we have here is um, some higher stakes teams on DraftKings with very real sweats. One is within 0.38 points of advancing, and one is within 13.3 points of advancing. Both are Joe Burrow stacks. T and Chase on one and then Just T with the old Stefan Diggs Week 17 correlation on the other one. They're in a good spot. I, that, the Bengals, who we haven't really talked about other than a sprinkle of Jamar Chase, are a team that I would be excited about thinking about Week 14 and who I want to get through. They play the Browns. They're one of the teams that actually has a good a good matchup this week and is an impactful fantasy offense. And Joe Burrow with a fully healthy Excuse me, Joe Burrow with a fully healthy offense has just been a killer. They've tweaked their offensive strategy a smidge, not just with Mixon out, but even before Mixon got hurt, really just getting into the shotgun, relying on Joe Burrow. And I think it's been huge. I think it's been huge for them. And I would be really excited about the Bengals teams moving forward. Um, the first one you have is advancing over there on the left, a Mahomes team, but then these two Burrow teams. One has Nick Chubb, oddly enough, has a Week 14 correlation with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and uh, and, and Nick Chubb. So that's, that's kind of funny. Has tight ends that are alive. Both teams have tight ends that are alive. Trying to look at the running backs. Saquon, Devin Singletary, Rashad White. Jarek McKinnon is is nice on DraftKings. Chubb, Singletary, Rashad White, Jarek McKinnon. you have like this. They're like the same teams, basically. Just flip out a, a guy or two uh, there. But the Bengals are a good one for Week 14. Um, if you have Bengals teams that are close, I, I I would be excited. Silas was in here, or no, Rob was in here. Uh, Rob needs Jamar Chase. Currently advancing seven of his twenty-nine BBM lineups with Jamar Chase, but twenty-one to fourteen extra percentage points are within. So a uh, a Jamar Chase week against the Browns would be would be quite huge. And then um, here we go. Oh, let me zoom this way. I hate this damn. Discord just does not make it easier to, uh, but yeah, Mahomes, Jacobs. uh oh, the, oh yeah, this is the Mahomes team. Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams, Josh Palmer, Brandon Ayuk, Noah Fant, Travis Kelsey, good Lord. Jacobs, Kelsey, the Mahomes stack with Jacobs, Kelsey, Devontae, Jamal Williams. Ayuk is nice. Juju, uh, Uzoma, meh. Russell Gage, meh. Good old Trey Lance. Damian Harris. But, I mean, if Damian Harris comes back, that'll be nice. Uh, RIP Rashad Bateman. RIP Melvin Gordon. Khalil Herbert. Hopefully be back in week 16. Um, fun team. Super, super fun. Super fun team. All right. Um. Good point by Terrence, by the way. Von Miller injuries. The Von Miller injury hurts for sure. The Bills' defense was basically the number one defense in the league for an extended stretch, and then it has slowly, continually gotten worse. Injuries, mainly, you know, they had a couple linebacker injuries. Tre'Davious White is back, but they've had uh, uh, what Micah Hyde is out. Um, they they just they just been banged up on defense, so they're still not a plus plus matchup. But they're it's it's become a more reasonable matchup over the course of the entire season. And then as you said, Von Miller is a huge piece. You lose Von Miller. They still have a really deep defensive line, but it's, it's absolutely a much, uh, yeah, uh, more shootouts for the bills, please. It's definitely, definitely very possible. Um, I got a run, got a DFS show to go do with the pod father and the, the, uh, player profiler guys. but, we are going to do on Sunday our very first Sunday stream after the afternoon games. Do kind of what we talked about today, except with the week 14 results in hand, right? We'll, we'll by then know what has happened in most of week 14, what teams maybe we talked about today that got through, that didn't get through, boost our sweat for uh, the Cardinals, the Cardinals game. That's coming on Monday night. Who's on Sunday night football? Oh my God. Prep get prepped for dolphins chargers, which is high scoring game of the entire week. And think about what the dolphins chargers and Patriots Cardinals games will do to our advance rates. And like I said, talk about everything that happened during the game and start to get prepped for the best ball playoffs Sunday. Haven't finalized the time yet, but sometime after the afternoon games or late in the afternoon games, We will be going live. Myself and Rob King Coakley will be talking best ball playoffs, advance rates, all that fun stuff on Sunday to continue on this conversation. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Uh, I am a sicko and I love, absolutely love looking at all this, looking at your teams, looking at my teams, talking through the different scenarios and players we want to have on teams and things we need to happen in week 14. But uh, as always... Love you guys for my dogs. I'll see you guys Sunday. See you Sunday.